Welcome to Girlish Gurus. I'm Joy. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Susan. And we're here to have discussions about topics on many subjects that we hope are informative, uplifting, and fun. We're also discussing how to live your best, healthiest, and happiest lives, especially for women who are in their second act. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish Gurus. I'm Joy. And I'm Lorraine. Hello, hello. Hi. What are we talking about today? We are talking about a year in review, Mm -hmm. 2023 with Girlish Gurus. Our favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has been a wild ride this year. Yeah. And we've had some wonderful episodes that have been really fun to work on and record. And you've come on board and it's just been a great year for so yeah. many reasons. I have so much gratitude. And I know we've talked about this a little bit, like our journey, you and I have known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And as business buddies, best buddies. <laughs> That's right. And so I was so happy to come on board and probably the last quarter of 2023. I think so. Although I was a guest a few times. Right, before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're one of the first guests we ever had when we started up. And so, yeah, it's yeah. just been fantastic having you on board. And I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, it's always fun to work with you and record with you. And it's just a real pleasure for me, for sure. And I'm looking forward to what's coming. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> some good stuff. So yeah. 2023, mm-hmm. some really, really good episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite? I think your, your midlife makeover. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah. So why don't we start there? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I know that you had applied for this wonderful makeover with the makeover guy (laughs) and so fortunate to be picked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about how that transpired and your experience? Well, I ran across the makeover guy videos and website, et cetera, during 2020. And he is just a unique individual in many, many ways, Christopher Hopkins and a very smart guy and very outgoing and gregarious. And he also has a great singing voice. Many people don't realize mm-hmm. that. But he is a trained singer. He's a performer. And he started out learning how to perform and, and studying voice in college. And as a backup, he decided he was going to study cosmetology. And so early on, he would help people backstage, put on makeup and things like that. And his mother also gave him a good background in aesthetics and cosmetology. And he eventually started his own salons and that morphed into the Makeover Guy Appearance Studios. You know, the funny thing is when you hit midlife and you go through perimenopause and menopause, it changes you in a fundamental way. It changes everything about you. As you well know, mm-hmm. your hair changes, your skin changes, your, your eyesight, attitude. your attitude, everything <laughs> yeah. changes about you. Yeah. And perimenopause was a particularly difficult time for me. I'd gained a fair amount of weight during those years. And I just, whatever kind of spark I had when I was younger, I felt like I had lost that thing. Mm-hmm. And so I needed some help with it. And I just was lucky enough to slot right in there. And there's also several videos on YouTube 
one video from the makeover guy himself on his YouTube channel. And I will put a link in the description to that video. And we also did a video on Girlish Gurus where I kind of went through the process myself. Where I started with the weight loss and I went through clean out my closet and did a whole bunch of little day-to-day videos at the time I was going through the process and you can see that video on YouTube and I I lost about 20 pounds and then I just decided okay I'm gonna see what makeover guy has to offer me and anything's better than what I had at the time right yeah and actually they are pretty fantastic at what they do you get your haircut but it's not just that you also get a wardrobe consultation, you get a full makeup tutorial, and... And his mom was part of yes, this whole process, she's, too, right? Right, the wardrobe woman, mm-hmm. Joanne Hopkins, yes. And she's lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's well into her 80s. Right. But she is very put together, and, you know, I'd like to be here when I grow up. <laughs> she always <laughs> looks nice. And I don't always manage to pull it off completely. And they tell you while you're there. They give you a full glamour makeup. And it's like a three-day transformation. They select clothes for you. You put on the outfit. And on the last day, reveal you. It's kind of like a really an uplifting. Oh, it was transformative. Yeah. It was transformative. Like we say, women, as you're going through the changes, you're changing into the women that you always wanted to be. Well, that is true. Yeah. That is true. It was really a powerful and moving experience. So much so that at the time, I I really, I was in it and I was trying to learn and absorb as much as I possibly could. And it really didn't sink in 100% for me until after it was over. And I started seeing myself differently. Because it can be depressing when you're going through perimenopause and menopause. Unless you realize, oh, wait a minute. Now things are about to really get good. Right, right. Yes. This is where the magic happens. This is where the magic happens. Society conditions us differently Mm -hmm. to make us feel that menopause is the end. But really, that's not true at all. Nope. It's the beginning. beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm happier than I've ever been before. Yeah. And a lot of it is mental, not necessarily having to do with the makeover itself. But I just feel like my outside matches my inside a lot better. Yeah. 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 I could see that. Yeah. And I know that you wanted to play a clip from that episode right Mm -hmm. I think we can do that now yep so this was actually a two-part podcast part one is about what I did getting ready to go have the makeover Mm -hmm. and part two is mostly about the makeover guy so I'm going to play a clip from part two I feel rejuvenated in many ways Mm -hmm. and I think it's not just the makeup and the hair and the clothes, but it's kind of a, it's internal. It's an inner, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, and I, and that's interesting because I think something to reflect on about all of it is that while it is outward and maybe we shouldn't emphasize all of that all the time, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. It does change the inward you. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, and at least the way I look at it, it's important. And right. it's great because if it's going to change how you feel about yourself inside. Right. That's I'm all, all that for, matters. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There you go. That says it all. Yep. That does say it all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Compose yourself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a touching experience yeah. and transformative that still I carry with me today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad that you did that. Me too. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was wonderful. I wish every woman could do it. I really yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we can arrange that. <laughs> well, 
you know, Christopher's <laughs> a busy, busy guy, and they only have so many slots. Yeah. But I know that they are doing many makeovers. So if you're in the Minneapolis area or if you're close within driving distance, you can reach out to them and see if you can schedule a mini makeover. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. So from there, we'll move on to the makeover of our homes. Ah, oh, yes. So this episode was from March 7th, and it's the self-care of decluttering and organizing. Mm-hmm. That's such a good episode. Yeah. And that started because on Girls Gurus, we want to convey that this second act is also about lifestyle. You can have an amazing life and live the lifestyle of your dreams, regardless of your age, truly. But if you're 45 and older, a lot of people feel like, well, that's a time when you're kind of slowing down and you're invisible. You're becoming invisible in the world. And here at Girlish Gurus, we are trying to prove that's not the case. It is not the case. It is not the case. And we are trying to change that narrative and that dialogue. Mm -hmm. And part of the way we want to do that is by showing you what we're doing, how we're living in these postmenopausal years. Mm-hmm. And that means we're going to bring you into our homes and we're going to show you what we do on a day-to-day basis. And Susan has a beautiful home, a beautiful townhouse. Mm-hmm. And we just decided, okay, let's film some projects and create some content that can inspire other women who are 45 and older or even younger women or men, whoever. We're going to create some content that can inspire you to work to have a beautiful space Mm -hmm. to live in. And so she has this gorgeous townhouse. And she said, you know, Joy, one of the things I really need to do is I need to clean out my pantry. And so we decided, all right, well, we're going to turn that into a project that much like the makeover series of content, so videos and podcast episodes to go along with those videos, we did the same thing with the pantry. And we did a podcast episode about it, but we also filmed the process of cleaning her pantry out and organizing it. And it was just so much fun. Yeah. I know that for many people, January is a good month to start Mm -hmm. doing that. And it's not just, like you said, it's not just organizing and decluttering, but especially for our health Mm -hmm. to do a pantry clean out and just get rid of all that crap that's in there that might be affecting our health. So we can declutter our minds, but we can also declutter anything that's contributing to toxicity in our bodies. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so the first step to take in order to manage something is to measure, to look around and see, okay, what can I let go of? What can I clear out? How can I make space for more in my life? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did. We dove in and we worked on cleaning out the, cut the crap, cleaning out the crap. (laughs) We've got some plans on that coming in the future. (laughs) Yeah, coming soon. (laughs) But that was the first time we had to make a parallel plan between the podcast and the videos. So that was a learning experience for me too, because ladies in your second act, you can learn all these amazing new skills that are things you might look at and say, well, that's for people who are young and tech savvy and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. 
you can learn it and you can do it. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. Joy and I are learning as we go. Yes. Which you can see in some of our YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. But that's that makes it all the more fun. <gasps> it's like if you wait until everything is perfect, you will never do anything. Mm -hmm. That's right. So come along for the ride and enjoy our learning curve too. Right. And learn from us because what we're doing is we are bucking that myth of women who are 45 and older are invisible and mm. are just slowing down and, you know, yeah. not doing anything. That's not true at all. We are out there. Mm. We're creating content and we're posting videos and we're starting businesses and we're doing super fun things. And we are just like your girlfriends. Mm -hmm. We are. So, that's yeah. right. <laughs> we are. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really, talk that, to us about anything. That's right. And that's what these podcast episodes are. Yeah. We don't script them a lot because from the very beginning, we always wanted it to be an authentic mm -hmm. conversation between girlfriends. Yeah. 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 So I love that that episode, I know that in the description, you had included that it was more about not just your physical space, but other areas of your life, mental, emotional, mm -hmm. energetic, relationship clutter, mm -hmm. right? And it's a form of self-care and can be very freeing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Such a good episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So are we going to play a clip from that one too? Yes, we are. Since we have recently worked on decluttering and organizing my kitchen pantry, we thought it would be a good topic as well for a podcast. So we're talking about organizing and decluttering today and how it can actually help not just your physical space, but your mental space as well. And I would be one to attest to that. I don't know if you feel the same way, but Absolutely. I know... Once I clear out stuff or clean things out, I always feel so much better. And then I actually get in this mode of, okay, let's do every closet in the house. Right. <laughs> let's, you know, let's tidy and clean everything. It gets you in that mindset. So It's surprising how much it can really affect your emotions and your brain and your ability to think clearly. It's, it's really surprising. I just wanted to add one thing in here. So as we're listening to that clip, I wrote a blog a while ago about getting rid of stuff, releasing stuff, and <laughs> it was about how I wanted to give things to my kids. And very interestingly, nobody wanted any of it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even want their own stuff. <laughs> they do not. I went through, I saved, and this is a cute little story, so I saved everything they ever made, right? I had those Lily and Vernon drawers where I put everything, mm -hmm. all of their schoolwork, and with the intention of creating scrapbooks for them. And I did start those scrapbooks, and it took me hours. I did it for my son from birth through third grade. I think I made three gigantic scrapbooks. Wow. Beautiful. Did a beautiful mm -hmm. job. I wrapped them up. I gave them to him for Christmas on Christmas morning. He was an adult. He was in his late 20s, I think, at the time. And um, as he was unwrapping it and going through it, my girls looked at me and they said, Mom, you don't have to do that for us. <laughs> oh. And honestly, at first, I was kind of hurt. And I felt like, wow, for how many yeah. years I saved all of this stuff? And then as I really thought about it, and I wrote about this in the blog, I was relieved <laughs> because... It was a lot, a lot of work. work. Yep. And if they didn't really care about it, I was going to you? Get, right. <laughs> so we decided instead, and this is a great thing to do with your kids or your spouse or anyone where you're holding on to a lot of those sentimental things. 
we went through them. We sat at the table, my girls and I. We went through everything. We laughed. We cried. Aww. They kept the things that they really wanted, and we threw away the rest of it. Wow. We, they took pictures. That's another big thing, I yes. guess, that the millennials do. <laughs> they take pictures mm-hmm. of things they want to save and then just get rid of them so they don't mm-hmm. have the actual items. But what a wonderful way mm-hmm. that was to enjoy time with my girls and go over some memories, but then they kept what they really wanted, and we disposed of everything else. Wow. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> this is also something that if you're dealing with parents mm-hmm. who are in their later years, that can be a trying experience mm-hmm. to go through. And I guess sometimes the stuff represents to them their life and you know there's a lot of content and material out there about how to deal with this but for me it's just a very practical thing sometimes having too much stuff just weighs you down Mm -hmm. and there's no room for you to reach for more so I can't remember who that's a good point well I can't remember who it was that said you can't reach for more when your hands are full and so for me I feel like when you're clearing out clutter you're making way for new and greater things to come into your life. Yeah, that's that's a great thought. That's Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. that's something that I kind of carry with me, whatever it is, whether it's things your children made when they were young. The best thing to think about is, you know, this is just stuff. And if I can hold on to the memory in some way, shape, or form, which I love the idea of taking pictures of things, mm-hmm. then that's what matters most. Yeah. And I think at the end of writing that blog, I, com- I came to realize that it wasn't about the stuff. It was about the memories. Right. And it was about holding it in your heart rather than in your attic. <laughs> oh, I love you that. Yeah. 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 Or your closet or wherever. Or wherever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, if someone were to go and look for that blog, where could they find it? How about we post it in the notes? Okay. Yeah. Is that on that. your Magic of Menopause mm-hmm. website? Okay. Yeah. The Magic of Menopause.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a, yeah, there's a tab for blogs. So it's in there. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so next up. Yeah, so the next one was the April 7th podcast, Pro-Aging, Overcoming Ageism. Oh, yeah. Which we touched on that a little bit. Well, we touch on that a little bit with everything we talk about we during do. this time, this phase of life because it's all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Western culture does a great job of demonizing aging, demonizing mm-hmm. menopause and post-menopause. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that episode. Well, I think you said it in a nutshell there, for sure. We are a society that values youth and that looks at people who are older as on their way out, for lack of a better way of saying it. Mm -hmm. And in this episode, Susan and I discussed a lot of benefits of being older and what older people can bring to the table. Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's play a clip. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the next little article they cite is our. I thought this one was funny. Are baby boomers the next Kardashians? <laughs> and this was in Forbes. And the little headline for it is why we need to rethink everything about baby boomers from the fact that they spend more time online than millennials <laughs> to how they control the majority of disposable income. Details how boomers are the new influencers and they're not just promoting old people brands. They're collaborating with the likes of Chanel and H&M. So there again. Mm-hmm. Don't underestimate well, us. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, look, some of those big name brands are bringing back... Like, for example, Isabella Rossellini. Mm-hmm. She was the mm-hmm. face of, was it Lancome? 
she was gone for, I don't know, 20 years. And then they contacted her and asked her to come back and be a brand ambassador again. Mm. And so she got back into that role as an older person Mm -hmm. and has been in some of their marketing materials lately. Mm -hmm. There you go. And what she was recently, Isabella Rossellini was recently on the cover of, was it Vogue? I think so. She's on Instagram a fair amount. Yeah. Yeah. And my nephew just recently took a picture with her. He went to visit her at her farm. Very cool. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you included Michelle Yao's quote from her Oscar acceptance speech. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. Never give up. Mm-hmm. Says it all. Ooh, Period. gives me goosebumps. Yep. 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 Gives That's me goosebumps. The goal. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And really, it was only after my mid 40s where I felt like, okay, it's time for me to embark on something new, a new path. And that's when I started studying social media and learning about podcasting and those kinds of things. So I mean, I was 55 when I became a health coach, 57 when I wrote my first book. I'm 65. I'm working Mm -hmm. on a second book. You're never too old and it's never too late. And it's a great book, The Magic of Menopause. Oh, yeah. You need to check it out if you haven't already. You can find it on her website, magicofmenopause.com. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Next up. Okay. So next we have... The rise of women's retreats. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. And especially, so we can incorporate this one with the one that we did recently in October where you and I had just returned Mm -hmm. from a menopause women's retreat. retreat. So with all of the women that now are becoming menopausal, and I think it's, I think it was like 7,000 a day or something in Mm -hmm. the US, the rise of menopause retreats is really so timely because Mm -hmm. women are seeking ways to embrace this phase of life to learn more about it to connect with other women so I really love how we well we were able to do that right (laughs) first of all and discuss how this could be beneficial for so many women Mm -hmm. so in this episode you had interviewed myself but also Leslie Ender who co-hosted this menopause retreat Mm -hmm. that we went to so Leslie's also on this episode with us right Leslie Ender from Amble and Rove Mm -hmm. And at first, I wasn't exactly sure what direction I would go, but I decided to start my business with a practice tour, and I would invite all my girlfriends, and then they could come, and I would do a tour, and then they could give me feedback and hopefully recommendations, and so I did that, and what I experienced during that trip was just this magic that happened when Mm -hmm. women came together. And what was especially wonderful is, you know, 2017, there's a lot of tension in our country. And on this trip, we had women, all kinds of women, all kinds of backgrounds on both ends of the spectrum and many things. And this trip, we came together and we focused on what we had in common as women. And it was beautiful. And friendships were formed and they were all around a circle of women around me but suddenly they all knew each other and they're flying to visit each other and I thought well there's something really magical here so then I started focusing on women's groups and then I started adding some themes I had coaches come and looking at thriving in midlife 
on all of the transitions that we as women face. I love what she says about how it's magic because it is. It really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we experienced that firsthand. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to 2024 where it will be happening again. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. It's funny to listen to that podcast episode where we talk about the rise of retreats and how they're becoming a thing. Yeah. And then you and I, and of course we went with Leslie, we got to go on this retreat and then to have that perspective of, okay, we've experienced it. We've done it. Just, I think I get such a kick out of that. Yeah. Because everything that we talked about back in April Mm-hmm. was actually what we experienced right. in October. <laughs> yeah. And it was magical. Yeah. yeah. It was magical. Yeah. have a great clip from that. Yeah. Okay. Here is the Girlish Gurus Getaway mm-hmm. to Italy podcast episode that we posted, I think, back in November. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. all been giving reviews and feedback and things like that. So let's hear some of the okay. feedback. So this was one of the questions that we sent out. How were you feeling about this phase of your life before you arrived And how do you feel about this phase of your life now after the retreat? So here's some of the answers. I was starting to feel old. Being 68, I qualify as a senior and I didn't like it one bit. My life has changed drastically in the last few years and I felt something was missing. And then she went on to say, but now I feel like I have a lot of living still left to do and that I can do it in a healthy and vibrant way. Aw, amazing. Another woman said, I was a little bored and lonely. And now she says, the women I met on the retreat were amazing. They were from all over the states with different backgrounds, yet we all connected on so many levels. We shared stories of life, wisdom, and had lots of laughter. Yeah, lots. Oh, yeah, a lot. (laughs) I truly think we all came with the same mindset, and we were open to the adventure. I learned a lot from these fabulous women, and I am so grateful for such an amazing experience. I feel very peaceful now and energized for more adventures. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that just, just those couple of reviews really nailed it. I mean, they say it all. They say it all. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I just feel blessed to have been part of that whole group. Yes. There were 12 of us, and we had the best time. And you don't have to go all the way to Italy no. to have this experience. Yeah. You can have this experience. Well, you can have it with us coming up soon. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah. There is something special and magical about getting away, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that will lead into one of the other episodes that we really enjoyed. Back in October, we did the Blue Zones. Oh, yes. This is a really special one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as it pertains to community, that is such a big part of the Blue Zones. So in case you don't know, the Blue Zones are the top areas in the world. There were five, now six, where there are the most centenarians, people living over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. And they have certain modalities that have connected, kind of all of them have in common. Right. And one of them is community, really being connected to people, making family first, Uh, Of course, other modalities are the foods that they eat. Natural exercise during your day. Yeah. Not Mm -hmm. really, not making it a chore that it really is just part of their day. They move naturally throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, many of them are in mountainous areas and they garden and they do different things like that. But um, I think we'll just play a little clip from from the Blue Zones. Mm -hmm. This was such a fun episode to work on. Every episode's fun to work on. But this was a really fun one. 
So my grandmother actually, as she aged, my dad bought a, a house that we moved into with a little cottage in the yard, and then she lived there for the remainder of her life. And fortunately, she was healthy enough to do that almost until the end of her life. And so when I was thinking about this, that these communities, the elders stay with them and stay together, a lot of it has to do with because they're also healthier. Right. right. So they're able to maintain staying with the family, and they actually participate in caring for grandchildren, in gardening, in taking care of the vineyards, and helping out with the family. They have, which we will get to the next one, purpose. In that clip, we talked about how in the blue zones, maybe they're healthier, mm-hmm. right, as they're aging, which would be wonderful if we could all be that way right. here. That's the goal, right? We want to live ind- as independently as you can for as long as you can. Happy, healthy, dead. But it's understandable here also. There are reasons that parents sh- sometimes go to assisted living or uh, nursing facilities mm-hmm. because their health is declining and we're not able to care for them. Right. So that's understandable too. Right. The goal is, though, we want to try to help everyone stay as healthy for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's possible. It's doable. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. There's ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And Actionable if you, steps. If you want to learn more about it, check out that Blue Zones episode. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Lots of good tips in there. So many. And so what we were talking about in there with aging parents is the next episode we want to talk about. Aging parents and finding creative solutions. Ooh. This one is a tough one for many, many reasons Mm -hmm. because it's very personal it's me and my sister Mm -hmm. and we're talking about our 85 year old father who this year went through we went through some difficulties and my sister was gracious enough to come on and discuss the steps we took to solve the issues as best we possibly could and this is a big topic especially for those as we say those in the middle Mm -hmm. where they're still caring for children who haven't left the nest right haven't flown the coop and but also are caring for aging parents right so why don't we play a clip from that okay this is a two-part episode and gonna play a clip from the second part Mm -hmm. he's very rural he he wants to remain in his home and we've tried to to do that. Tried to make we've that tried happen. To help. Yeah. We've tried to make that happen. Right. Yep. Yes, because I think him aging in place right. is what is ultimately going to extend his life and right. give him the best quality of life from right. his perspective. Right. And then in that episode, we go on to explain about the solutions that we put in place to allow that to happen for him. And I know that there are probably many people listening right now who are either in that position or will soon be in that position. I recently met with an aging care professional, and basically that's kind of what she said to me. She goes, you want to have your ducks in a row because it's not if it'll happen, it's when it will happen. So Mm -hmm. that's another good resource to look for someone that could possibly help guide you through those steps if you really have no idea where to start. These episodes, these two episodes, it's a two-part episode, very, very powerful, but also can be very, very useful if you are in that situation. So I encourage you to go check them out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. So the next episode we want to talk about is the leading cause of death for women. 
And these are steps we can take now to prevent any of these things from happening to us in the future. Right. So the leading cause of death for women, if you haven't guessed already, is cardiovascular disease. Mm -hmm. And so in this episode, Joy and I discussed the causes, symptoms to watch for, what to do if you're experiencing symptoms, Mm -hmm. and some things about the medical misogyny that surrounds the care of cardiovascular Mm -hmm. disease. So why don't we take a listen to a few clips from there? Medical misogyny with women's health and Specifically, now we're talking about menopause and women's Mm -hmm. health. It was only in the last decade that doctors and scientists discovered that women present with different symptoms than men when they're having a heart attack, and that doctors are seven times more likely to misdiagnose a woman having a heart attack and discharge her mid-attack. As well, this, this, this one blew my mind. Women whose heart attacks are treated by male physicians are two to three times more likely to die. That is frightening shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And recently, I had responded to a post on Instagram regarding this topic. And I wrote that I wrote a blog about medical misogyny and this exactly what that clip just talked about. And this woman responded. She said, I worked in a general practitioner's office. A woman came in experiencing symptoms. The doctor dismissed her with, I think, GERD or heartburn or something. Oh, no. She later, she almost died. She later went to the emergency room. She was mid-attack when he sent her home. Thankfully, she survived and came back and blasted the doctor in the office. Wow. So this was a nurse or a uh, administrative person that worked in that office that shared that information. So it is happening. Oh, yes. You have to be your own best advocate. Listen to this episode because there's a lot of information in there on symptoms you may not even realize Mm -hmm. are symptoms of a woman's having a heart attack and different ways to prevent it. And on that note... In January, (laughs) Joy and I are going and having a lifeline screening done where they'll actually do screenings for our carotid arteries. AFib. uh, AFib. They'll also do an abdominal aortic aneurysm test and arterial disease test. So I think there are a total of five tests that they'll be doing. We're going to be... Yeah, filming. Thank you. (laughs) Never a dull moment around here. (laughs) We're going to be filming. So stay tuned for that episode Mm -hmm. and you'll want to watch that on YouTube. But Mm -hmm. hopefully everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. But we're taking the steps for preventative care. Yeah, we're being proactive. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually doing this more for you guys. Yes. Because we want to encourage you to take the steps now to be sure that you're caring for yourself, that you're being proactive in your health, and especially when it comes to cardiovascular disease, because postmenopausal women are at a greater risk for it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So why don't we end this on a high note with our most recent episodes? Yes. <laughs> about seasons, seasons eatings. eatings. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did a couple of episodes about creating healthy side dishes for the holidays, mm-hmm. as well as 
creating healthy do-it-yourself gifts, homemade gifts that you can give to the people that you love. Mm -hmm. Very easy things that you can make. I did an Instagram reel about how it's so easy you can do it with your two-year-old grandson. I know, he's adorable, (laughs) so cute. We made granola together Mm -hmm. and he ate it as we made it. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So very easy things that you can do and maybe we'll play a clip from that. Mm -hmm. And also don't forget, you can get your very own copy of the Seasons Eatings Holiday Recipe Guide. We'll put the link also in the show notes. Well, you can just go to our website, girlishgurus.com. It's right there. Yeah, and you can see it. All right. So let's check out a little clip from our most recent episode, which was so fun to work on. I actually just posted it. So Joy and I kind of looked up a few articles articles. about the psychology of gift giving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this one specifically talks about five benefits of gift giving. So this was written in just this past month in October, and it actually came from a blog called moo.com, M-O-O.com. And so it's about the psychology behind gift giving, one for you, one for me kind of thing. So one of the things that they talk about is that it's nice to be nice, Mm -hmm. and obviously, right? Kindness is always in But there's kind of like a science behind it. So the psychology, this is what they say, the psychology behind gift giving lies on a foundation of kindness and caring. The act of showing kindness, for example, by giving someone a present actually has an incredible effect on your physical and mental health. On you, the giver. On the giver, Mm -hmm. on the giver. And this is all the more reasons to be nice, right? Right. So according to data gathered by Random Acts of Kindness, Expressing kindness to others, for example, through gift giving, can lead to an increase in energy, lifespan, feelings of love and happiness, and can even help relieve pain and lower blood pressure. That's so amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so you and I made quite a few gifts Mm -hmm. that day, easy things to do, ways that you can share the love Mm -hmm. with those in your life. That might not even just be your family and close friends. It could be those people that you interact with on a regular basis from your nail technician to Mm -hmm. the paper boy, the mailman. Yeah. So this is a wonderful way to give from the heart. Yeah. I loved it. It was so fun to work on. Yeah. That whole experience, filming all the, even with the mistakes, because if you go on our YouTube channel, you're going to see videos Mm -hmm. that we post about actually making those gifts and cooking those dishes and things. In that whole experience, even making mistakes because we're novices, we're mm-hmm. getting started. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things. Yeah. I, I just, we had such a good time. And we went on a road trip to mm-hmm. do that. So we weren't even, we weren't home. We weren't nope. in surroundings that were familiar. No. So that was fun too. Mm-hmm. And just to create those things together and lots of bloopers yep <laughs> so and mistakes lots too. of yeah but but that was that made it all the more fun right it really and did. more authentic because you're seeing us actually work things out and learn new skills and techniques yeah. and things and equipment and stuff so oh my yeah gosh. and what could be healthier than laughing <laughs> oh nothing right I can't think laughter is the best medicine yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we yeah. laughed a lot too yeah. try so, not to pee I'm right. just saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a hard one <laughs> I know what the ladies know what we're talking about. Yes, absolutely. Wow, what a year. Yeah. And we hope that you will join us in the coming year for lots more laughter and fun and maybe even a few tears uh, and some good stuff coming. Mm -hmm. We've got lots of good stuff planned. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Mm. So stay tuned for more. And we wish you all a happy end of 2023 and looking forward to 2024. Yes. Lots of love from us to you. Yeah. Happy holidays. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Girlish Gurus. We hope you'll join us next time for another fun and interesting topic. And please be sure to check the notes for information and links that were included in this discussion today. Also, don't forget, you can find us on our social media platforms, starting with Instagram, Facebook, and now including YouTube. You can find us by searching Girlish Gurus, and you can also check out our website, girlishgurus.com, for more information on us, our projects, books, and our growing community. Finally, remember to give this episode a good review and share it with your girlfriends, because the more interaction we get with our podcast episodes, the more episodes we can post. Thanks again. See you next time. Bye. Bye.